going on my name is chris Hotkez, and this is your best life defined hey so i have to eat a little crow here if you listen back over my podcast and if you've ever really talked to me and and kind of got a taste for what my opinion is i'm an i am a strong advocate of responsibility i believe that we have the responsibility to ourselves to succeed i believe that for the most part a lot of our choices are what dictates our success level and we can't truly blame it on anyone or anything i mean beyond the point that we have our adults and we're making adult decisions about the time we move out of the house and, and get a job that those choices and the condition or the situation we're in in our life and the direction it goes or it's headed is is up to us the direction we take it or the direction that we end up is 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 on us but in that i gotta take a step back because what I've realized is there's a part of this that actually probably isn't as much our fault as as I first suspected. And I've kind of neglected it. And again, when I think about these things and when I come up with these, these ideas and these principles that I'm sharing with you, this is about me spending time in my head asking my, myself questions about my life. And that's really what it comes down to. And I'm sitting there thinking about what what am I missing here? And the part that I'm missing and the part that you probably don't realize is you're battling an uphill fight because there's parts of this that you have been given, you inherited. And the part that you've inherited is the idea how you've been taught about what success looks like. See, sure, you're responsible for your decisions in your life. But in order for you to make those great decisions that fit your life, you've got to escape what you've been taught. See, We've all been taught that the image of happiness is the house. The image of success is a fancy car, a beautiful wife, a beautiful partner, the two kids. It's the leave it to beaver lifestyle. It is the American dream. I mean, that's why in part this is so difficult for a lot of people to to accept and, and actually to achieve more than that. It's really difficult for most people to apply what I'm sharing with you to their lives. And it's because it goes against what we've all been taught. Now, to think about the magnitude of the influence that people around us have and how we're taught and raised and the culture we're raised with, I'm sure there's not too many people listening to this podcast who wouldn't agree with me when I say that it's incredible that like a third world country, the Middle Easterners, could actually indoctrinate their children to hate Westerners, Americans and Westerners and the Western way of life and culture to the degree that a father could convince a young son to strap a bomb on on them and to go into a crowd and blow it up. We're like, that's beyond our apprehension. I mean, our apprehension. But it's not beyond their apprehension. It's not beyond that, that 14-year-old boy's apprehension because what has he been taught? He's been taught that this is what you do based on your religion and other beliefs that they may have, right? There's no doubt. Now, let's bring this back to our culture, the American dream. Part of the reason it's hard for you to step back from the idea that owning a big house is is the ultimate in success and owning a fancy car is the ultimate in success. It's a badge of honor. Having that big yard, it's in part because... Everyone around you has told you that's what it is. That's the dream right there. That's that's amazing. But the sad part about this is the fact that it's not amazing. 
I mean, I look around, I'm seeing, you're starting to see glimpses of issues on the news because it's coming. There are a lot of people who have had their, uh, had evictions uh, delayed and had foreclosures delayed because of COVID-19 and the economic issue we have. But it's coming. And the reason a lot of people are getting trapped in it is because they bought off on it. I mean, I'm looking around and I see houses selling for, they're flying off the market at $400,000 a piece. And I'm like, how can you afford that? I mean, I made good money when I worked at the federal prison. My wife made good money in her job. But there's no way in hell we would have ever considered buying a $400,000 house, regardless of the interest rate. Because think about the payment. It's got to be $1,800, $2,000 a month. And why do you pick it? Why do our why do our kids pick it? Why did we pick it? Why did our parents pick it? Because it's what we've been taught. You know, it's funny is we all know that being in debt is a bad thing. We all know because through experience that when you're in debt, you limit your choices. You can't go to Europe when you don't have any money. And if you're in debt and you have to pay a bunch of bills, you certainly don't have the money to go to Europe, right? But yet on the other side of it, we applaud our children for going in debt. Oh, that's a nice car. How much? What are your payments? Oh, they're only $380 a month. Oh, those are good payments. In fact, it's changed around. Normally when you go in a dealership now, they ask you, well, what do you want your payments to be? They really don't want to talk about the price. That way they can jack the price up as high as they want. And as long as you can afford it monthly, you'll pay it. And we celebrate that. So it doesn't make, I mean, it's not, it's not too inconceivable then that as an adult, because this is how we've been trained, that we will wake up and we, the idea of owning a house and being in debt is acceptable. I mean, think about how many times you've been told as a child growing up where there was a, a severe emphasis on living debt free, on being fiscally responsible. The reason it's not emphasized is because as parents, we don't we don't think that way. We're not thinking fiscal, fiscal responsibility. We're thinking, hey, money's made to spend, and, and we should have a nice house, nice cars. And when we have nice houses and nice cars, we're successful. And we go on social media, and we can advertise how successful we are. So when I talk about your life and the choices you've made, it's not your fault. It's not completely your fault. And this is the reason you can't really fathom the idea of cutting back based on what you love. Who who builds their life around what they love? That's crazy. You can't do that. Yes, you can. I just did. I just did. Over the past, what, 10 years now almost, because we started talking about this dream five years before I ever retired. So for nearly 10 years, Sandy and I have been having a discussion about what could be. And it's completely different than any of our friends. In fact, a lot of our friends think we're destitute. A lot of our friends believe that this is what we're doing because we don't have any other choice. And and they're they they're God forbid they're not going to do it. No, I got to have my house. I need to have my home base. But what's ironic about it is I have my home base. I do. I have a home base. I'm sitting in it right now. I'm shooting a podcast in it. Doesn't matter whether it has wheels and I can pull it around the country, because everywhere I park it, it is still my home base, right? So where the responsibility comes in, you're not out of this yet. You're not out of this yet because where the, there is responsibility here. The responsibility is to not accept the narrative that you've been given, not accept the template that you've been handed. 
not accept the template that you created your life around. Is it difficult? Yeah. If you are swimming in debt, granted you were given the idea, but you could have chose to grab a hold of the idea of being fiscally responsible. You could have said, yeah, I'd re- I mean, I'd really, it'd be cool, I guess, to have a house with a swimming pool for $500,000, but it'd also be cool to have $250,000 free, so I might be able to have some fun too. That's where your responsibility comes in. The responsibility comes in and and the issue of whose fault it is. If you're If you're making decisions that don't allow you to succeed, like I met a guy at the park yesterday, homeless guy. He's already got his he's got his drink on. It's about oh, about one o'clock in the afternoon. You can tell he's got his drink on. He's, he's he's not doing too good. Teeth are missing. He's just but he's happy. I mean he's over there singing, and I kicked it with him for a while. I mean some would say, well, he didn't have a chance because of his childhood. He didn't have a chance because of this. He didn't have a chance because of that. Where your life becomes your fault, when your bad decisions become your fault, is when you make decisions that make your life worse. He's making his life worse. I don't know any, I can't, I can't find any reason in the world to be drunk at one in the afternoon. Except for maybe, well, I don't know, maybe you're on the beach, it's your middle of your vacation, it's Thursday, been having a blast, or maybe you haven't got to let go, and you're just sipping martinis or margaritas or whatever you're sipping on the beach, and you get your buzz on. I can, I can see that. But if that's the realm that you live in, if that's your cycle every day, that's your fault. It's your fault because you wake up every day and you make that choice. If you're not able to do what I'm doing right now, and that is to wake up and choose nearly everything about your day, I have about an hour's worth of work to do on the rig today. Other than that, the whole entire day is mine, right? That's my fault. It's my fault because... It was up to me to make the decisions in my life to change it so that I can do this. I couldn't live this life if I was in debt. If I was strapped to a to a $2,000 mortgage, if I had car payments and had yard work and I had things I had to take care of, I don't. All the things I need to take care of are with me. So that's my fault. So what's the point? Let me bring this around to the point and maybe you will pick up on it and maybe you can start applying it to your life. The ticket is to back away from the narrative that you've been taught. It's okay for you to be different. It's okay for you to think a different idea. Maybe explore things that other people would say is, you're crazy for. In fact, if you can't take the heat of sharing your ideas because of people who will disagree with you, don't share your ideas with other people. But at least go explore what what it would be like. Sit down and have a conversation with yourself and with the people in your life that would be impacted by the decision and say, let's just, let's hypothetically say that we decided this big ass house is too much for us. Or maybe even take it a step further. Maybe we don't want all the burden that comes from actually even owning a house. Maybe it might not be a bad idea to move into a rental. Let the landlord worry about the water heater. Let the landlord worry about the leaky roof. People say, oh, but you lose your money in equity. Well, people are paying ungodly amounts for houses right now, and they're making ungodly house payments. And guess what? In today's market, you're never going to get that money back. The only way you're going to get that money back is if the, I mean, I don't know how you're, if you pay $400,000 for a house right now, or someone offers you $400,000 for your $250,000 house, and then you take that money and you go try and buy a house, you're still going to pay $400,000 for it. 
Are you better off? I don't know. I guess as long as the price of houses keep going up, you may be. But how much better is it making your life? And that's the ticket. So when you wake up in the morning and you're not excited, when you wake up in the morning and you're like, ugh, damn, got to do it again. Maybe the reason you got to do it again is because you haven't taken responsibility for your other choices. I mean, who can be different, right? You, you got to have a house. Now, just so you know, before we close on this one, I'm not going. I'm not saying that owning a house is a good or a bad thing. What I'm saying is that what the things in your life should accent your life. The things you add to your life shouldn't limit your choices. They should expand your choices. I live in a fifth wheel because my choice and my desire is to travel. I live in a fifth wheel because I don't want to spend any more time than I have to cleaning house, working on house. I don't want to mow lawn. I want to spend time doing a podcast, writing a book, riding my mountain bike, working out, going and seeing things, doing things, traveling. And it's my fault that I'm sitting here now. And sorry, guys, but ultimately, aside from the story you've been told and how you've been taught, it's your fault that you're sitting where you are right now. Accept it. It's okay. You're certainly not alone. I don't care what social media says about how friggin' amazing everybody's life is. When you sit down and you look at your life, you're busting your ass. You don't have time for any of the things you love to do. And you dream about things you'll probably never do. And that's the truth until you change something. So, hey, keep that in mind. I'm going to keep showing up here every day because, you know, there's a point when this thing is going to take off. There's a point when a few of us are going to break away from the ideas we've been given and the story we've been told about what life is supposed to look like. And we're going to we're going to pick our own path and it's going to be an amazing journey. I hope you do it sooner than later because everyone's running out of time. We don't know when it ends. So keep that in mind. And as always, just remember, today's your day. Make it a good one. 